Good afternoon, TJs. It's Friday afternoon. Happy Friday, as some people might say. I hope you're having a nice day. Um, This is one of the last few uh, podcast interviews, which I will be conducting for TJ anyway. Uh, I spoke to Jane Rennie. She's founder and CEO of The Extraordinary Training Company. It's a firm which specializes in leadership development, training and coaching, working in partnership with clients to develop and deliver bespoke learning journeys. We talked about her work with uh, resilience training and hospitality, what's going on in Scotland, uh, how they're faring better or worse, um, the challenges of delivering the biggest training program of its kind to uh, hit Scotland, and also a recent event that she put together on LinkedIn. So she's a very interesting person and it was a pleasure to chat to her and I hope you enjoy this one. My first question is about uh, a piece we published of yours quite recently actually. Uh, It was about resilience training for hospitality. You're obviously right in the middle of this and do a lot of work um, with this industry. Do you think the industry is in a more positive place than a few months ago? Uh, What's the situation in Scotland? I know that nightclubs have just reopened for example. How's things Mm -hmm. going? Yeah, I I think there is a sense of positivity amongst, um, you know, the hospitality industry up here now. Um, But I think that's also tinged with an air of caution. Um, You know, we've been here before. We've seen everything opening up and then obviously swiftly close, closing back down again. So I think that people want to be optimistic. I think we've had enough pessimism over the last sort of 15 months. Um, but I, I, as I say, I think there is um, sort of a note of caution there. Um, in terms of things opening back up, um, obviously there's a slightly clearer roadmap for reopening fully of businesses now. Here in Scotland, we have uh, moved to uh, a, a minus level. Um, I'm not really terribly sure quite how the levels really work, but um, my my understanding is that, that we are now in Scotland no longer required to wear masks, for example, in all situations. However, um, I, I think that, you know, I think where whereas there, there is a sort of a slightly clearer roadmap and, and, and we can see businesses opening their doors once again, um, I, I think there is certainly a degree of confidence that, uh, you know, things are starting to return to, to normal. Um, and certainly things like, you know, the vaccine rollout and, and so on and so forth, that's really just sort of starting to filter down as I suppose some some of the younger, um, you know, members of, of society are, are being vaccinated. Um, I'm not entirely sure how many, you know, 81-year-olds typically visit nightclubs in Scotland, but I, I would imagine probably not that many. I, I think one of the challenges that has maybe tinged this positivity has probably been around hiring and recruitment. There is there is obviously a very clear increase in, in the intention, um, but I, I think the, the challenge is that the recruitment still remains a huge obstacle for many businesses who are expected to sort of deliver the same service levels, but with considerably fewer members of staff. So, so yeah, I, th- I think on, on the whole, definitely... Um, you know, on the whole, definitely very positive. But but I think, you know, there's there's definitely a note of caution out there still. So you've been involved with, uh, is it HIT Scotland or HIT Scotland? It's HIT Scotland, yeah. It stands for the Hospitality Industry Trust, but it's, it's known as HIT Scotland. 
Right. So, yeah, the HIT Scotland Leadership Programme. Um, mm. It's the biggest training programme of its kind uh, with yes. something like well, more than 2,000 participants. Uh, that's a lot of people. Yeah. What were the challenges yeah. of delivering this remotely with a network of trainers then? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So it was the largest mobilisation of online training um, in Scotland. Um, the the challenges, interestingly, were were primarily around time and IT. So we have, as a business, we have a very robust process of accrediting our training team. Um, so from that perspective the challenge really was time. Um, given that this program launched on the 16th of February, and we didn't even begin to start work on this until the 28th of December. So we brought this entire program to life um, within about a six-week period, seven-week period, which under normal training circumstances is, is absolutely insane um, so we were very lucky obviously that our process as I say was very robust in terms of accrediting our training team it was really the time for them to learn the content um, so we put lots of, of things in place for example we had weekly huddles every Monday morning where we would get together we would go through all of the the content for the coming week um, we were training Tuesday Wednesday Thursday so that meant that we had that sort of buffer. Um, we were getting content to everybody two weeks in advance so that there was that time to, to prep. Um, and then we would uh, do sort of a wash up and I would send out every Friday uh, a sort of a notification on what had gone on, what we'd learned, what the feedback had been, so on and so forth. So, so that process worked really well. I think the biggest challenge in terms of mobilization, though, from an IT perspective, was that we were not dealing with people typically who were in major cities. We had participants from the Western Isles. Uh, we had participants in Shetland, in, you know, the Orkneys, um, and also the very rural parts of, of Scotland, where a lot of our hospitality uh, businesses exist. And so so the, the challenge really was getting people online, you know, without bandwidth dropping and, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, Hit Scotland are great partners to the hospitality industry and through their uh, scholarship programs, they also offer a degree of financial support to um, businesses and to learners who would otherwise struggle. So, for example, um, the cohorts, the, the participants, were all made up of people within the hospitality industry who either were working on a, on a very sort of flexible basis some were on full-time furlough and in fact hadn't even set foot in in a property for you know nine ten months um, and then we were also dealing with people who had uh, been made redundant as a result of the pandemic so 
we had quite a lot of people who simply didn't have things like laptops. You know, they, they didn't have stuff like that at home because they were used to using it in, you know, in, in the hotels or in their places of work. So Hit Scotland stepped up. Um, they funded uh, laptops and tablets, sent them out. We sent uh, Wi-Fi dongles out, you know, all of those kind of things. So um, I, I think, uh, you know, as I say, I think time and IT were, were really the, the biggest challenges. Um, we have an incredible network of trainers. Uh, they're very much part of our business. They're very much part of our, our sort of our, our wider family. Um, and I think just having that process in place, building those great relationships um, and, you know, really listening to what the trainers needed and, and also the, uh, the participants needed. I think that was the real recipe for success over, over you know, across those, those 10 weeks. I mean, it sounds like quite an undertaking, but fair play for coming through it. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yes. Uh, you, you've also, the, the recent event, um, your online event, The Value of Your Tribe, uh, for mm. trying to talk local in Scotland. This was about, well, w one of the things that it was about was loneliness, which I think is quite an important issue uh, that people sometimes overlook, less so because more people have been through it, obviously. What were the main areas for discussion at this event? Um, are you seeing more instances of loneliness in trainers who work remotely? What, what, what happened with that? Yeah, so just to give you a bit of background, so Trainer Talk Local is um, an incentive from um, a lady called Sharon Gaskin, who runs the trainers training company. Um, Sharon um, set up these Trainer Talk Locals, um, particularly during the, the pandemic when people weren't able to travel to, you know, to sort of one central event. Uh, and so I took over as the leader for, for Scotland and every quarter we go through different topics. The topic of value of, of, of your tribe really came about because we were seeing, or, or I personally, I was seeing a real um, sort of quite a, a significant separation between those of us, myself included in this, whose businesses were really thriving through the pandemic, we, we you know, we, we were doing really well, and other freelance business owners who were really struggling. They were either struggling because their work had disappeared, uh, you know, or, and they were having to completely change their business model and so on and so forth, or they were just so used to that face-to-face -face learning that all of a sudden, you know, going online, working from home, really being quite isolated was really having um, quite a significant impact on people's mental health. I was... I was also seeing quite a lot of colleagues who were really starting to question their own ability just simply because they didn't have that outlet, I suppose, to feed off those face-to-face -face interactions that they were having. So I grew up all over the world. Um, my father was in oil and gas. Um, Scotland, which is now my home, is country number 27 to me. The house that my husband and I bought 18 months ago is house number 41. So I've, I've moved about a fair bit. And, and so I've always been aware of the importance of having that tribe. Um, and, 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 and I think that 
it took me personally quite a lot of years to figure out where I was going wrong. Um, and, and I think very often we look to be part of someone else's tribe rather than actually creating our own tribe. And so it's not just about you fitting in with other people. Um, it, it's, it's about who do you want to fit in with you as well? And, you know, your, your tribe is sort of made up of all of the people that you willingly choose to spend time with because they share the same values as you do. They motivate you. Maybe they guide you. Um, you know, sometimes they just bring laughter to your life. You know, they, they sort of fill your, your, you know, your life with, with joy and with happiness. And, and whilst that sounds a bit kind of woo-woo from a, a business setting, actually, I think what we've seen over the last 15 months is how critically important that human moment is. People have really missed other people. Um, and so, as I say, you know, because I did grow up all over, you know, all over the world, I haven't got those, you know, 30, 40 year old friends that I met in primary school um, because over the years, you know, people all sort of go their, their different ways. So I was really, really determined that when I set up my business as a freelance um, consultant sort of uh, back in, in the day, um, that I wanted to be able to develop and continue to change and grow and, and, and sort of find other people that were like-minded. And, and so that was really the premise of this particular, uh, you know, this particular session. So I think, yes, definitely seeing more instances of, of loneliness in terms of trainers working remotely. Um, I think it's, there is more, I think there is more support there now, which, um, which, is, which is great. Um, but it's interesting that quite a lot of people are just still so desperately longing to get back into that face-to-face -face environment because they, they just really do sort of miss um, that, you know, that, that human interaction. So we address things like, you know, well, what do you want out of your tribe? You know, what are the particular areas where you would like more support in? And what are, what are the kind of things that, that you really want to, to get out of it? And also, what do you want to put in with it as well? So I think it's really more about understanding the, the motivations of, of finding, um, you know, that tribe or creating your own tribe. And, and value means different things to very different people. So I think it just came at a really, um, at, you know, at a really good time. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and out, off the back of this, I think, are there tips that you can share about networking more successfully with like-minded people if you, if you do uh, work alone? Because this is something I think that, despite uh, <clears throat> changes revert I mean maybe reverting is the wrong word maybe not but certainly things going back to the way they were a little bit even though a lot of businesses are kind of offer offering um, more flexible working but if you are a solo worker anyway um, yeah, are, yeah. There, are there tips you've got for people to network more successfully do you think I think there are a couple of things here. I, I, I think from a network perspective, I think it's about not trying to do it all. When the pandemic hit and, and networking went online, I think there was a sense of, 
oh, you know, I need to join absolutely everything. So I think you just need to be choosy in your choosing. Um, You know, you need to choose the kind of groups and networks that you want to be part of, that you're getting something out of, that you can contribute to as well, but not necessarily trying to join every single one. You know, you wouldn't do it face to face. And and I get that being online, it's a little bit easier to just log in because you haven't got the travel and so on and so forth. But I think you can you can very, very quickly be overwhelmed and, and almost feel um, the, the sense of guilt, you know, if you're not getting along um, to, to all of these kind of events. So I, I think I think that's the that that's the first thing. But I, I think the other the other tips are really about just being a, a better boss to yourself, um, if, if that makes sense. You know, learning to recover and rest and, you know, and recharge, making sure you're, you know, you're taking breaks. And if in your break you want to jump on and join, a, you know, an online network, then, then that's absolutely fine. But I think one of the challenges is, as I say, trying to do everything and to join um, everything, which, which is, um, you know, a, a bit of a, I think it's been of a disaster. Um, one of the things that I've really enjoyed over the, the last year or so is seeing a lot of these sort of lunch and learn networks set up. And, and one of the things that, that I think is hugely important when you do work by yourself is making sure that you take time to take proper breaks through the day. Um, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm really, really bad at stopping for lunch, you know, and I'll work through the day. It'll get till four o'clock and I'll think, oh, I've actually not had a cup of tea or I've not had a sandwich. Um, And so these lunch and learn type of networking activities, I think are absolutely brilliant because it kills two birds with one stone. First of all, you're networking with other like-minded people, um, but you're also taking a break. And I think that's hugely, hugely important. Yes, definitely. Well, Jane, thank you ever so much for your time um, and to find out a little bit about all the great work you've been doing. It feels like Scotland is uh, dealing with it a little bit better than uh, than England, maybe, and feeling the benefits. So, uh, hope that continues, and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, John.